0: All right, what's going on, fellas? It's Black Men Sundays. How everybody doing? I hope everything is well. It's tax season right now. We got my man, Gary Johnson, CPA, resident Black Men Sundays, accountant on the line right now. He's going to give us some tax tips. If you got kids, if you have a business, if you a Black man, you need to listen to this. Tune in now. All right, Gary, welcome to the show, man. How you doing today, bro?
1: Ain't good. Can't complain too much. How are everybody doing?
0: Everybody chilling, but hey, man, let's get right into it, man. It's tax time. It's prime time. Brother's trying to get the maximum on their returns this year, so let's dive right in right now. So should I wait to receive forms related to the child tax credit payments received last year before I file taxes?
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, that's one of the things where, you know, that's one of the new... New uh, laws that they pretty much passed based on um you know the, um, the the pandemic and everything that just that just occurred. So obviously, you know there's a lot of people with dependents out there that's getting the advanced tax credits. Um, throughout the year they get it, um, some some people get it monthly, quarterly, whatever it may be. So obviously, whatever you take during the year, obviously that's going to be deducted or reduced from whatever your um your normal refund would be when it's time to file taxes at the end of the year. So I try to, you know, advise a lot of my clients just to be mindful of that uh, because a lot of uh, um I do have a lot of um clients who basically have kids, they have dependents and um they normally depend on their refund being at a certain level. And um, I try to just advise them and let them know that, you know, if you are taking those advance payments um, throughout the year, just understand that um, there's a form that's gonna be submitted to you at the end of the year. And you're going to need to basically put that on your tax return so that that way they can adjust your refund based on such.
0: Nice. And, you know, uh, there's business owners on the line. It's Black Men Sunday. We preach excellence. We preach black entrepreneurship, which what you do. I'm proud of you, Gary. You have your own business. So are there any deductions for business owners?
1: I mean, well, obviously there are anything that you pretty much. um, incurring your business can be written off for the most part. So obviously, you know, if you run a, a business day to day, you're going to incur costs, you know, you're going to incur costs from, you know, anything from supplies to fuel to meals to whatever you need to do that's related to your business. So obviously all of those can be a, a tax deduction through your business. Um, in addition to that, there are other types of, um, deductions you can do. For instance, if you basically, um, if you basically, uh, buy a lot of, uh, property, or you buy a lot of physical assets, um, you can obviously, you know, write those things off. There are things where they'll let you sell accelerate a lot of those uh, capital expenditures to the point where you're able to write them off. So that could actually help a lot of business owners um, um, so that, that way they're able to uh, kind of offset maybe other types of income that they got going on. And then there's things that were passed um, through the um, through the through the Trump administration, obviously, you know, the QBI deductions, things like that that you can kind of write off as well. Obviously those those things help as well where they basically, you'll be able to write off um, up to 20% of, of your net profit or whatever the case may be. If you are a self-employed owner, and if you have an, L, I mean, if you have an, um, an INC, you can also uh, take advantage of the QBI deductions as well. So there are a few things out there uh, that business owners can take advantage of um, in addition to normal, you know, um, expenses and ordinary expenses.
2: Quick question. Yes. I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, with the QBI, that's without itemization, correct?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, what it is is that it goes on the that goes on your on your um personal tax return. Obviously, what they do is they they take uh your 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 business profit, and then basically they have to weigh that against your adjusted gross income on your personal tax return, and basically based on those calculations, you can basically take up to to twenty percent of your of your um your business profit based on that. You can you can reduce. Reduce it on that. So there's calculations that go into it. It can kind of get a bit more uh, complicated with that. Obviously, if you go over a certain income threshold, that amount gets reduced. And then obviously, if you also have employees, there's other factors that can can come into play as, you know, they have to take it, they have to take it to factor, you know, your W-2 earned wages and all that. So there's a lot of different things that come into play if there's other factors involved. But for the most part, the the bulk of it is basically they allow um that was something that obviously Trump did passed um when he was in office that obviously they'll allow you to take up to a 20% reduction on your business profit. So
0: yeah, man. All right, Gary, let's let's keep it going, man. Um, you know, a lot of black brothers homeowners. I'm a homeowner. Are there any tax credits deductions for homeowners this year? Cause I know 2018, 2019, it seemed like when I put you know, the mortgage credit down, it was right. I got a nice percentage back, but then in 2021, it was kind of like, you know, it was like $40, $50. It wasn't really a lot of money. So, are there any tax credits? Um, it's 2022, but it's the 2021 tax season. So, are there any tax credits or deductions for homeowners?
1: Yeah, so they have the first-time homeowners program that you can actually take advantage of. You can get a, a, um, a tax credit based off of that. Now, I know that back in 2008, 2009, they were giving out that same program, but they also, uh, because of the um, the downside that we did, they basically went through the uh, repayment program we had actually repaid. But, but for the most part, they actually relaunched that where you can actually, for first-time homeowners, you actually have credits that you can take advantage of um, if you purchase a home. In addition to that, obviously there's the normal things that a lot of people probably know about, as far as residential energy credits, things like that. If you buy something that's, you know, uh, eco-friendly, uh, some type of geothermal type of things, like maybe buy a new refrigerator or something that's that's something that, that may uh, be a little bit more uh, friendly to the environment. Um, there are um, there are credits that you can actually take advantage of in in, that, in those programs when you actually buy things like that, um, solar panels. Things like that, you can you can you can um basically uh if you purchase solar panels for your home or something like that, you can obviously take advantage of getting a getting a credit based off of that. And then of course, obviously for business owners, if you work out of your home, obviously a lot of you guys probably know about the home office uh, deductions, things like that. Obviously, you can uh, take advantage of that. Obviously, if you work out of your home, you can uh, write off a percentage of. Uh, perhaps a lot of the, 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 the expenses that you incur out of your house. So, you know, those are, those are for the bulk of it. Those are a lot of different things that you can take advantage of as far as being homeowners. So
0: nice, nice, great information. Um, and like I said, fellas, it's just open, you know, we got our accountant on the line. Um, we had our financial advisor on, so we got our accountant on as well. So if you've got any questions, um, just butt right on it. It's all good. It's Black Men Sunday. It's what we do. So I got another question because it's quiet right now. So you know, it's brothers on here that own multiple homes, own multiple properties. Mm-hmm. Um, Are there any tax credits or, you know, if, if it's my first time, I own my home, but it's my first time buying another property, whether it's a duplex or, you know, are there any deductions for those
1: well, I mean, it just depends on how you group everything together. I mean, for the most part, you know, when you basically own a lot of rental properties, um, they normally consider that pretty much like a passive activity. So you actually have to weigh that against other passive income um, that, that, that goes on. So technically, the only type of way you can take advantage of any type of losses that you may incur in rental properties is normally through offset it against other passive activities, but if you actually are very active in those rental properties, if you're going and buying up and scooping up a lot of different properties and you're flipping them and you're basically real active, there is a way to take advantage of that. So you are able to write off a lot of the expenses in your rental property and you can offset it offset it against a lot of your, you know, your, um, your income. If you have any type of W2 wages, 1099 wages or anything, you'll be able to offset those, uh, those rental losses against that. So i noticed that I have a lot of clients who basically do, they flip a lot of homes. They basically go and purchase a, purchase a lot of different properties. And when they do that, they always ask me, you know, how can I take advantage of that? Because for the most part, they normally put the rental properties in a different bucket than they do for like other ordinary expenses and a lot of ordinary, uh, uh, business, um, deductions and income and all of that. So, like I said, there is ways around it. Obviously, if you tend to participate, if you physically participate and you're activating and all that good stuff, there is ways that you take a, take a nice little, um, percentage of your expenses and be able to use that in the current year to be able to
0: offset a, a lot of that different stuff. So do I need to report my stocks, Bitcoin on my taxes?
1: Yeah, it, well, yeah. So so the way that works is basically depends on how you're investing that stuff. If you're basically investing it through the stock market, um, if you go through a brokerage firm like uh, maybe a um, Charles Schwab or Fidelity or something like that, then clearly you're going to receive a statement at the end of the year. And on that broker statement, you know, normally that broker statement normally has for stocks, but obviously with the, the crypto currency being in play now, that's going to be included on those statements. So basically, if that is on the form, then clearly you need to go ahead and report that on your taxes and everything so so those so, so they're going to pretty much this is the first year that they're really actually um implementing the cryptocurrency into uh the capital gains um set setting so obviously uh whenever you're filing your um your tax returns and you basically use those brokerage statements or you use if you're flipping if you're doing a lot of stocks and bonds and things like that and you're and you're doing a lot of trading and selling a lot of things, obviously, this would be something that would be included in that statement. And um it's, it's going to be part of that part of that setup where you, it's going to be included on the um on the schedule D when you actually file your tax return. So
2: when they're doing the capital gains, right? They're doing right. it on the cot, like because that's where I cause I have a I have some crypto I haven't declared. I'm like, I don't plan on doing it this year, but cause it's like it's still weird, but like for for example coinbase right i got a wallet with them Mm -hmm. they didn't even implement their kyc laws till like 2018 and i had an account with them since like 2015 so Mm -hmm. like when they do report what cost bases are they reporting from the 2017 or 2015
1: yeah so that's the that's the thing these things switch up um each firm may do it differently um for the most part uh, it just depends on, they normally go by um, when they allot those different types of things, they they tend to go by uh, the date of purchase and how long you've held it, and that would determine, you know, what type of rate they're going to use it as, as far as um, whether or not you're going to, it's going to be a long-term, short-term, uh, things of that nature. Um, so I, I can't really answer exactly, you know, in your particular, um, example or your particular instance, I, I can't, I don't know exactly how yours is actually set up.
2: So no, I no, could, no. See, that's what's, what's crazy is they mm-hmm. won't like, I haven't like it, the, the, the company won't even let me take it out until I give them all my identifying info. Cause they didn't get it when I opened my account. Cause they didn't have to, you know? So it's like, when I move the money, they're going to declare. It. Mm-hmm. So that's why I haven't moved it. You know right.
1: what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz obviously yeah, they yeah, they will and they'll report it. So that obviously you'll get a statement showing Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, and I get why you don't want to move. You don't want that one all that. You don't want to get that. I understand that. Uh, you know, like I said, for the most part they just they base that on uh like I said, it just it just depends on so the cost basically be basically from the time of when you actually purchase some of them may not, uh, some of them may, if, if you transfer, if you're transferring a lot of those assets around from account to account, they may take into to take into play how long you've held it. So it, it just depends in that case, so.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's my thing. It, there, it's not clear. Right. So that's all right. Yeah. That's what I was really kind of figure out. You know, yeah. How, yeah. That's there's what no clarity at, on it.
1: Yeah. So what I would just say is just, just at the end of the year, just, they got to yeah. kind
2: of like, just tell on yourself. right? Yeah, now.
1: exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's what I'm saying. If, if you don't get a, the way I try to tell a lot of my clients, if you don't get a statement, then you don't have to, don't put it on there uh, for the most part, because at the end of the day, you know, you're waiting for your forms at the end of the year from whatever brokerage firm or whatever you go through, you're waiting on those forms. Well if those forms happen to come and you don't actually see those particular amounts on those forms, then you know, you know, don't don't report it. I mean I, I would I would just leave it off the form. I mean basically just keep mindful of whatever they send you, it is going to the IRS. So it's not like, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So it's not like it's not like you're keeping anything secret from them, you know. But I'm just saying, if they send you something that's not on there, then why would yeah. you why would you add it and put it on there? Is what I'm saying. So yeah. So.
2: Yeah, and that's my thing. If I'm not moving the money, I'm not going to be mentioning it. So then, just right, right, right. you know, absolutely. So yeah. Now, my other question I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. was in regards to trust, um, pro- uh, trust and properties. And then I was also saying you could probably elaborate on like brother and sister companies with uh, property owners too. Cause I'm sure there's a couple of brothers in here partnering or considering partnering. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so as far as the brother and sister companies, um, you mean as far as just purchasing a lot of different companies like under the umbrella or?
2: Far- yeah, cause you know, like a lot of these banks only let you hold four companies in one name. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so like, Right now that's that's what I'm I'm making with my girl because she her and her sister are getting the company. So it's like we're we're making it a sister company to my one company. Right. But then that's because they're two things and that, you know, there's a tax relationship with that. And I know, you know, it's just another road that you probably could give us yeah. some clarity
1: or <laughs> yeah so how have you set up the company I don't know how you got an entity set up um if you have set up as an INC or an LLC or whatever but obviously the LLCs to, yeah okay so if you have it set up for that you could always have it set up as like a holding company or like some type of um shell company or whatever and then basically you can you can dump a lot of those companies underneath that underneath
2: that.
1: yeah yeah you know, so there's there's a lot of different ways to structure it um there's really no well see that's what
2: be. I'm thinking right like the whole yeah. Hold on, am I still? Oh yeah, like the whole trust thing, like mm-hmm. I, I, like the trust in Jersey and Accra. That that's kind of got to be like an ultimate move down the line, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, just keep in mind that the, the the tax code is always changing. They're they're always they're always implementing things and they're always revising things. I get notifications every day with something that's been updated, something that's been revised, something. That's been- so
2: what are what do you what are the best countries to form a trust in?
1: Uh, I, I don't want to say a particular, like, main <laughs> company. I would say for the most part, um, from my experience, a lot of people that go overseas, uh, you might see people go to maybe the Virgin Islands or they may go somewhere, uh, somewhere like not too far, but like off the coast a little bit. Uh, okay. I know a lot of people, a lot of people go down to, uh, like the Grand Caymans, you know, different places like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of different places that you can pretty much, uh, overseas that you can actually, uh, set up like a tax shelter, and
2: uh, yeah, like Panama, right?
1: Yeah, things like that. So I mean, there's a lot of different. I mean, they like I said, people do it all the time. Obviously, you know, obviously you see all these big Fortune 500 companies. They, they headquarter, mm-hmm. they may headquarter over in another country, obviously, so that that way, you know, they can avoid a lot of the different, you know, tax- they're,
2: they're missing like a lot of property taxes long term because that's going to be the the other end goal is carrying all these property taxes because you buy in the right area, the property taxes going to go. up. Right,
1: yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, but obviously, you have to kind of weigh the good against the bad. I mean, a lot of these guys, they—that's what they do. They sit around all day thinking about ways (laughs) to basically get out of the text code, get out of that, or make it what's best for them. So you know, every every situation is different. It is. I mean, that's something I've that I've learned, and same thing, I'm still learning. You know, that everything is, you know, everything changes all the time. So you know.
2: Is there really an advantage to having a company, your LLC formed in Delaware versus like where you live?
1: Nah, no. Nah. I, th- I think that a lot of people think that, but no. Um, I set up INCs and LLCs in, here in Florida. I set them up in Georgia. I set them up all over. For the most part, it just depends on, you know, if it was an advantage, it would be on the federal level, not the state level. Because for the most part, you know, if you're operating out of a particular state, you could still go to another state. You could still open up another business. You, you could open up a, a location in another state. Obviously, if you're there for a specific amount of time, then you may be, uh, you may be, uh, uh, you have to go, you might have to basically start paying taxes in those particular areas. But for the most part though, no, um, from my from my knowledge, I've never seen any type of major tax advantages from setting up in Delaware. I get that a lot because a lot of people are like, I heard that Delaware's, the place to go to, yeah, to me, yeah, I I set them up, I set them up in different states to me, you know. Now, obviously some are better because if you're talking about uh, local life instance, New York and Florida, obviously, you know, if you set something up in New York, well, now, you know, if you're operating out of New York, you're obviously gonna pay more taxes than if if you're in Florida because Florida doesn't have the state tax code and things like that. So on that Mm -hmm. level, they are different. But as far as the INC actual setting it up, and all of that, there's really no advantages as far as Delaware like that. So, you know.
2: Okay, I'm sorry, thank you. I just happy, very knowledgeable to had some curiosity there.
0: Absolutely, no problem.
2: You know, this black
0: man Sunday, that's why we do it. So Gary, before I let you go, man, I got a couple other questions, man. So as a black man, cause I talked to a lot of brothers on a regular, a lot of brothers, man, I know how to count money. I don't need an accountant. So, you know, you're an accountant, you're a CPA. As a black man, do I need an accountant? And what benefits does an accountant give?
1: Well, I mean, it just depends. I mean, there's I I've ran across a lot of people that aren't accountants that know a lot about filing taxes. They know a lot about keeping and maintaining books. So the 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 answer is technically. If you're knowledgeable in it, you don't necessarily need an accountant as far as, I mean, if you know how to keep, you know, maintain and keep your own books, if you're a business owner, if you know how to basically file your own taxes, you could technically do those things yourself. Now, obviously, um, I would say that you would probably benefit a little bit more from an accountant because even though you may know a little thing, you may know a few things here and there, um, for the most part, an accountant or a CPA or whatever, they they would basically know the more updated ins and outs, because like I just stated earlier, you know, the tax laws change daily. So obviously, unless you're actually out there on the on the different tax, tax web well publication sites and and all this other good stuff, unless you're out there actually keeping up with things on a daily basis, understand that something that you may be that you may know. Uh, from 2021 may not be in play in 2022. So those are, the, I would say, those are the main things that an accountant can help you with, because we can always basically help you stay up to date with all the new provisions and tax laws that's going on. So,
0: gotcha. And I don't know if this is, you know, be a little of what you just answered, but you know, as a black man and as a black business owner, is it imperative that I get an accountant?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, obviously that third party helps um, when you have that third party verification that helps obviously when you file a tax return or if you're going to apply for a loan at a bank you could basically uh do those things yourself like i said before you know if you know how to maintain your own books if you know how to file your own taxes you can literally do your own tax return or you can do your own profit and loss balance sheet whatever the case may be but most of the time when you're going to a bank or if you're going some or if you're trying to apply for something 're like third- party verification and if they see an accountant's name on a tax return or if you fa- or if you basically get a, a review or an audit or something from a CPA, those things wait that, that, that's a that, that's good weight that could help you because they see that it's verified by a CPA or they see it's verified by an accountant or a tax prepare tax preparer and those things carry a lot of weight so that that can go a long way with you trying to get additional capital. your business and things like that so so i would say you know it it, it definitely helps to have an accountant even if you are knowledgeable in a lot of different areas it does help because you will have that third party verifier somebody that can actually help you when you actually try to get financing or, or whatever you're trying to accomplish so
0: gotcha gotcha and just as an accountant go over you know I feel like a lot of brothers, we don't utilize the financial advisors. We don't utilize the accountant. So, you know, as a black accountant, as a family graduate school of business, CPA, um, I want you to let us know what benefits, you know, just go over some of the benefits of an accountant, go over some of the day to day that an accountant would do for you or your business.
1: Well, I mean, it just depends. I mean, all, I mean, there's no one type of accountant. There's all types of accountants. You have tax accountants, you have, um, you have auditors. So basically you have different types of accountants. So, I mean, there's, there the day-to-day could be different for every single person. I mean, for the most part, you have uh financial advisors who are accountants and they basically may look, they, they deal more with the valuation side of businesses and they may deal more with like the, the, um, the stock market and, and 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 things like that and then you have auditors who deal strictly with a lot of uh inspecting and they deal with a lot of uh, a lot of the appraisal work and all of, and all of that good stuff and then you have tax repairs so there's really no there's really no one way that a, that an accountant does does daily things it just depends on which area of accounting that you want to be in you have uh, a, a lot of people that are um, external accountants obviously are the cpas because we actually go with third party and we actually go from, you know, we actually have a lot of clients outside of, then you have in-house accountants, you know, you could have a, a internal uh, accountant that basically a, a CMA or somebody basically that helps you out inside your business, you know? So there's a lot of different uh, ways that you can actually uh, have people help you. And, um, you know, so it, it just depends. It just depends exactly what you're trying to do with your business, uh, which way you're trying to go. And in that way, you'll know exactly what type of account that you may need. So,
2: I'm curious. Some of your business, um, I know you probably help people create a lot of businesses, probably help them. Some of the people that you got that do real estate, um, Mm -hmm. what are some of the best practices you've probably seen that you could share with us? Some some things we probably know or some things, you know, you see some of your clients, probably some of the challenges they maybe have run into and you've seen how they get around them.
1: Well, obviously, you know a lot of the challenges is more, for the most part. I mean, I, I have a lot of different uh, clients who deal diff- who deal with the real estate in a lot of different ways. Um, challenges could be from um, obtaining capital uh, to basically dealing with the different types of tax laws. I mean, not tax laws, the uh, the different laws that change when it relates to uh, their businesses. Uh, it just depends, um, but for the most part, it's like a moving it's like a moving vehicle. It's always different things and different parts that's always going to um, that's always going to be uh, always in- intertwining with a lot of different uh, tax codes and different type of laws and everything going on out there. So there's, I mean, it, it, I guess in specific, if you had anything in specific that you, that you know or you or or that you want to as, as relates to your business, just let me know and I'll probably try to.
2: Well, I'm you know, guessing the- down there in Florida. Do y'all do y'all help out with like HOAs and all that stuff down there like, for the for the documentations they're looking for and stuff? Or? Yeah,
1: well, that goes back to what I was saying before about basically, you know, there may be paperwork that you may need to file um, to to get a H get HOA approvals and things like that that accountants can help you with. That'll go back to you know uh, business statements, obviously profit and losses, you know, balance sheets, things like that. They they may need a third party or somebody to kind of help and assist with that. So if you're trying to get some type of licensing, um, and or trying to get some type of um, uh, you're trying to get uh, some type of permit for your business, then obviously you know that's where an accountant comes into play because we can actually help you get what you need by having an official document, um, for your business and basically uh, breaking it down and generating the statement and helping you, uh. uh help you along the ways of trying to get that that capital that you may need. So this
0: prime time, we could file now, right, Gary?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, Opened up last
0: week, last Monday. So
1: yeah, yeah you have until um, April 15th for individuals. If you are uh, INC, just keep in mind that the S corp uh, the deadlines is around March the 15th. Uh, if you're um, around the middle of March, um, if you're uh, a C corp, obviously it'll be around the same time as your personal tax return deadlines. And then obviously, if you know, if you're getting close to those deadlines and you feel like you don't have everything you need, if you're still ha- waiting on paperwork or if you need to have some bookkeeping done or anything to kind of get yourself together, you know, just understand that you could always file an extension um, so that that way, you know, you can avoid those penalties. I try to preach that a lot because a lot of people, uh, they don't want to, they, they, they forget to file the extensions or they may, you know, they, they may feel like they can get it in beforehand. But at the end of the day, the extension can be your best friend, because I know a lot of people don't want to deal with the extensions, but at the end of the day, it can be your best friend, so I, I would say get that extension if you need it, so.
2: You know, I worked at a company, and they represented small businesses, and that's one thing they we did all the time off top for every client was filing an extension. Right. Beginning of the year, every year, whether they need it or not, just exactly. it, just
1: and that's what I do, and that's what I normally do, especially for a lot of clients. If I have a client that has a lot of volume, I file the extensions ahead of time just to prepare myself. If I know I can't get it done in time for the deadline, I may very well get it done the day after the deadline. It may be done right up until that point, or whatever the case may be. But I still file that extension just in case, because once you, if you miss that deadline, you will be getting a letter in the mail. Trust me, they're gonna hit you with a, they're gonna hit you with a big penalty saying that you didn't file your tax return on time and you're going to get you know it's a mess now there are ways around it. you can file an abatement you can try to get that penalty waived so there are ways to get around it but it's just a hassle trying to you know uh get you know get that removed because then you're gonna have to contact the irs you're gonna have to file some paperwork you're gonna do a lot of different things as well so but so i sort of to avoid those penalties i would say um, definitely um if you know you're waiting on your paperwork and you may not be able to hit that deadline. Yeah, you know, definitely file the extensions.
0: So there you go. Fam you. Fam you, baby. We're still running this thing, you know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Well, if no other questions, and we're about to go on and close this thing. Black men Sunday tax edition. Uh tune in next Black Men Sunday. We will have a special edition. You know, we're going into um Black History Months. So we about to take Black History Month by Storm, Impactful Speaker. Pull up next Sunday. And uh, like I said, Gary, it's Black Men Sunday. So if you know brothers want to reach you, how can we contact you? Or if we want you to prepare our taxes, how can you? How are you available?
1: My number is uh, area code 850-459-6523. You can also reach me via email at uh, g.johnson at com, Or you can go to my website, www.garyjohnsonaccounting.com. So and those are ways to reach me. And uh, obviously, you know, I can also, um, um, if you, if you guys, uh, if you get in contact with Corey, he'll definitely uh, uh, relay his information, relay my information to you because I know I give him my, give him my card,
0: and he'll get it to you. So.
2: Hey, hey, Gary, you do taxes anywhere? Because I'm in Maryland.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do, I do Maryland taxes. All
2: right. Might have yeah. to, I might have to get up with you then.
1: Okay. All right. Trust Appreciate. me, you guys
2: gotta use them. I've been using them
0: he works wonders.
1: Thanks, Ed. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the cosign, I mean, I used them last year after we had them on Black Men Sunday. My wife used them. Matter of fact, if I'm not correct, Gary, you helped her set the INC up. Yeah.
1: Yes. I set the
0: INC up for it. Yeah. So she ready. I told her you better be ready for Gary this year because she's been giving out a lot of gifts. <laughs> I like, yeah, Gary, I she, she, she yeah, yeah
1: i know she's she ready for it doing big things over there yeah, no man. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. So i A, Gary, i appreciate you i appreciate your time like i said it's black men sundays where this is all about getting wealth every sunday of the year you know you got an hour of your time we have an hour for you to get that generational wealth for years to come for you and your children so with that said we out of here black men sunday peace check,
2: check.